Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Winning. Weekly. Smith for the win. Runchy K. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Winning Picks Weekly, Week 17. No, not the last weekend of the NFL season. And no, John is not with me this week. It's just video producer Greg, me, Cole, by myself, trying to size myself up here, get center frame. Let's get into it. Week 17 NFL slate. Beautiful thing about the NFL this year is we got a whole extra week next week. So... We're not at the end. Next week, we're definitely going to go into recapping our picks from before the season so we can talk about how our futures are looking as they come down to the wire. Some of them are done. Some of them have cashed. A couple are still out. So we'll get you a full recap of how we did before the season even kicked off on episode one. It's crazy to think about how long ago that was. But we're here now. The week before, the the penultimate week, I think is what they say, for week 17. And real quick, I just want to recap week 16 um, to kind of kick us off, kind of give you guys a standing of where we're at on the season. So myself, I was 9-7 last week. Uh, I'm 105 and 134 in the season, 44%, not where you want to be. What sucks about being 44% is if you guys are fading me all season, you're seeing a 54%, so you made a little money, but it's nothing crazy. You either want to be really bad or really good. If I was, you know, 30% of the season, at least you guys could be fading me, making money hand over fist. John, right in the middle as well, 120 and 119, sitting at 50% on the season. Um, he has no picks this week. So next week, week 18, when he's back, will be his final slate for the regular season. And if he goes positive, if he, you know, gets one over uh, 50% next week, he'll be positive on the whole season, which is great. Uh, myself, I'm 21 and 24 in best bets. John's 19 and 26. I was two and one last week. John was one and two. We both lost Pittsburgh as a best bet. That was an absolute blowout. We had that game wrong from the start. Kansas City was up early. Kansas City was up often. And Pittsburgh had absolutely no fight in them. John and I, though, we both, we, we both lost the best bet. We said last week, week 16 was going to be either amazing or it was going to be terrible. It was actually right down the middle. John was seven and nine. I was nine and seven. A lot of the picks that we had right went 50 50. Then a lot of the picks that we had separate went 50 50. So it wasn't anything too crazy. What we did do for the first time this season is both hit our teasers in the same week. I hit mine at plus 33, 333. John hit his at plus 100. Like he said, he wanted something that was just a winner. Lock it in, get that hundred bucks and keep it moving. And he did just that. I'm down 333 bucks on teasers this season. So I have two weeks left to make that up. I have a good one this week. I'm excited about it. So we'll get to that. This, this episode is going to be a little bit quicker. I'm kind of kicking us off, kind of recapping, setting the stage a little bit. I'm going to go through my picks 
fairly quickly because there's not a lot of back and forth. I'll keep you guys highlighted of all the big stuff that I saw throughout the week. Um, but I got a good feeling this week. I feel like there's some, some tough ones to talk about though. So if you guys do want to talk about, reach out. I love talking about it. That's why John and I do the show. So reach out, winning the letter P weekly on Twitter. Um, you can find us on YouTube as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, all that stuff is winning picks weekly. We're uh YouTube um playlist on the Knicks Jets, etc. YouTube. So type in Knicks Jets, etc. on YouTube if you're listening to us on the go. And you can watch us um on YouTube. And you can like all of John and Alex's stuff that they do for the mothership, the big episode, the big the the you know, the guys that that got us here. This is the Knicks Jets, etc. stuff. So listen to that. John and I started doing this this season. It's been a great season. It's kind of hard to believe that we're right up against it towards the end of the season. But John and Alex have been doing this for years. They have great chemistry. So, again, listen to them on Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. Or check them out on YouTube, nickjetscetera.com. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. That would really help us out. We appreciate it. All that being said, we both missed our Hail Mary parlays last week. They're tough to hit. It is what it is. I hit I hit my hold my nose and I hit my what am I missing last week. It was beautiful. Um, really wish we could have hit a Hail Mary. Bears won outright as part of my Hail Mary. Um, the Browns were close. They kind of got screwed on a play towards the end of the game, but they were in it all game. Pittsburgh just never had a chance. So that's what happened with parlays. That's why they're risky. That's why you throw a little bit at it and you hope for the best. But you're not banking on those. I hit one this year. It's probably, I mean, we'll see. I got two weeks left. I'm trying to hit one more. But still, that one that I hit all the way back in, what was it now, week seven, that's going to pay for the whole entire season. So that's why we do it. So let's get into the sleep. We kind of set the stage a little bit on this episode. We talked about where, you know, where we sit as of now. And, you know... We're going to be doing this in the playoffs. We're going to be definitely doing this with the Super Bowl. And, it, you know, college football is wrapping up. There's one of the, you know, the bowl games are on today. Or I'm recording on Friday. Bowl games are on today. Season's kind of done. Not for the NFL. Not at all. We got a lot of games left. We got a lot of gambling left. So stick with us throughout the playoffs. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's my favorite time to bet, honestly, because I'll start doing some prop bets. I'll be doing all kinds of stuff. So we'll be giving out all that stuff all postseason long. But for now, week 17, let's get into the slate. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a quicker episode. Nothing too crazy. Let's kick it off. Buffalo Bills minus 14 and a half at home against Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons, seven and eight. Have had, I would say, an impressive season. Arthur Smith in his first season. You know, some people, you know, John was talking about it. I kind of agree with him. They just shot up being the worst team in the NFL. I think they were plus 5,000, so it was some great odds um, because they just were devoid of real talent at multiple spots on the roster. Matt Ryan's a little bit older. Julio Jones was gone. Then throughout the season, Calvin Ridley stepped away. Um, you know, Pitts has stepped up in a big way as a tight end. He might set the tight end record, so he's been great. Percy Harvin's kind of came out of nowhere. He's been in the league forever, and he came out of nowhere as being a true weapon for them. Um, both pass catching and running the ball. He's been phenomenal. Um, and their defense has looked a little bit better than expected. So they have a lot of good things going for them in the future. However, Buffalo is playing for this season. Buffalo is playing for right now. Buffalo was a lot of people's pick to win the Super Bowl. 
to be a top team. And I think they've kind of underachieved a little bit this year. Yes, they're leading the division right now, but they're nine and six. They've had some really bad games. They've had bad games against the Jacksonville Jaguars where they lost nine to six. They've had bad games at home. They've had bad games on the road. Um, they've let up a ton of points. They haven't been able to put teams away. But all that being said, and again, this is where my dumb gambling brain comes in. All that being said, it's playoff time. It's late in the season. It's Buffalo Bill weather a little bit. They need to win this game. They need to win this game big and from start to finish. That's been the biggest thing for the Buffalo Bills sometimes. I think they start a little slow. They had a tough game two weeks ago against uh, against the Patriots at home where it was crazy, crazy weather. They ran the ball a ton. They couldn't win that game. Then they went down to Tampa Bay the next week, and they started that game slow. And because of that, they were down big. They came back, and they got it close towards the end. They actually went to overtime, and Tampa Bay won one with a walk-off touchdown. But before that, if they started out fast, they could have won that game in regulation. So that's my biggest thing for the Buffalo Bills. They showed us last week against the Patriots in Foxborough. They came out strong. They drove down the field. They scored a touchdown to start. And they kept their foot on the gas the whole way. If they can do that again this week, I think that they have a good chance to cover 14 and a half points. They're home. They need this win. They need to lock up the division. They need home field because it helps so much in Buffalo. They, they probably have the best home field advantage out of any team in the NFL. So um, Buffalo minus 14 and a half is my first pick. And moving right along, Chicago Bears. I can't quit them. Chicago Bears at home minus five and a half. Against the Giants, the Giants stink. They're four and ten. They're four and eleven. The Chicago Bears are five and ten. These are two totally different teams because the Giants have no offense. They started Jake Fromm last week, who got pulled, not because of injury, because he stinks that bad. They put Mike Lennon back in. Mike Lennon stunk so bad the week or two before that. They started. To, they decided to start Jake Fromm. They're in a very weird spot. Their franchise is a weird spot. There's talk about Gettleman being fired, but they're going to keep Joe Judge and they're going to keep Dan- Daniel Jones. All that means to me is that the general manager is going to come in and the next season he's going to get rid of them. He's going to pick his own guys. So they're in a weird spot as a franchise. Ton of injuries on the offensive side of the ball this year. I feel like their wide receiver core never got healthy altogether at the same time. Saquon hasn't looked good in two or three years. So... I like Chicago. Nick Foles came in last week, beat Seattle. was huge as a Jets fan because we have their pick. Um, I like Chicago on this one, minus five and a half. It's bare weather now. They're playing for the future. Nagy's gone. Everyone knows that. So it's Justin Fields' team moving forward. He didn't play last week because of an injury. I don't know if he's going to play again this week. At my at this point, I would just let Nick Foles rock, man. He's looked good. He's played good enough. Um Everywhere he's gone, I don't know why he can't get a starting job somewhere, but Nick Foles, if he plays minus five and a half at home, the defenses look pretty good at spots. You know, without Khalil Mack, they, they have some guys that have stepped up and look, look pretty good. So I like Chicago on this one, minus five and a half. Montgomery's healthy. He's run the ball all over the place. They just got to figure it out in the red zone. That's the biggest thing. They have, when they get into the red zone, they have to score. And even inside the 30, they have to score. So two weeks ago, they had an issue. Last week, they were able to put to convert some of those with Nick Foles. So they can keep that going. That's great. Well, I think most people are going to say it's the best game of the week, Cincinnati Bengals at home, plus five and a half. Five and a half after Joe 
Burrow threw 550 yards. I don't know what it was last week, but it was insane. Against the Kansas City Chiefs, the hottest team in football at 11-4. They start out the season 3-4 and four, have won seven straight. I called early in the season the alternate under because I was predicting a down season for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I was talking talking my talk early in the season because they look terrible. Since their defense has figured it out, their offense has played good enough, and they've been rolling. They, they haven't they've, – they've won the games. That's the biggest thing in the NFL. It's not about blowing out. It's not like college football where you have to blow teams out by 30. They've gotten a little bit lucky where they played like the Cowboys without some of their best players. They played the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. They got a little lucky in that sense. I'm, I lost my under 11 wins bet because they got lucky against some of these matchups. Um, because even in those games that they won, they didn't look amazing, but they're getting the wins. 11 and four Kansas City Chiefs, nine and six, I think surprising Bengal record. First in their division, they're plus 2,500 to win the division to start the year. I'm honestly surprised it's five and a half. I love Cincinnati. That's my first best bet of the day. I think this team is rolling. I think Joe, ba- Joe Burrow has moxie like he can't believe. And he's brought it. He's brought that Louisiana swag, a Southern confidence up to the north in Cincinnati, and they're rolling. I mean, their offense, <laughs> I'm, I'm 30 years old. I've never seen a Cincinnati Bengals offense like this. It's insane. They have three good wide receivers, a good tight end, two good running backs. Joe, I mean, Joe Mixon's great. Pass catching, running the football. I mean, they talked about drafting Penne Sewell to start, you know, to, in their pick. Instead, they went with, you know, um, Joe Burrow's old college uh, teammate in Jamar Chase. Why would you draft Sewell when you can get Chase? A thousand yard receiver. Higgins, a thousand yard receiver. They're both so young. Joe Burrow's so young. Joe Mixon's still kind of young. They got a lot going on in Cincinnati. Their defenses look good. Nine and six. I think Cincinnati wins this outright at home plus five and a half. But my best bet's going to be Cincinnati plus five and a half. That's my first best bet of the day. And what's crazy enough, we're going to go right into another best bet. Miami on the road against Tennessee. Miami started out not great. They're the first team in NFL history to lose seven games and win seven games in a row. In a single NFL season, the same NFL season. I think they're hot. I think they're going to keep going. Plus three and a half on the road at Tennessee. Tennessee's been wavering. Tennessee played a great game last Thursday against San Francisco. They started out extremely slow. They're also, to me, a team that starts slow. And you can't do that down the stretch. You can't do that in a competitive game. If you start slow, you're going to lose. They got lucky last week in San Francisco. Because I think San Francisco kind of let up a little bit, but... I don't think it's going to happen two weeks in a row. I think Miami starts out strong. They've been playing pretty good. Two has been good. Waddle's been good. They've been able to run the ball when they need to. And their defense has been playing okay. Plus three and a half, three in the hooks is too much. It's a road game for them, but it's to Tennessee. It's not that crazy of a road game. Weather doesn't change too much. Tennessee, I just think, hasn't been looking great. They got Brown back last week, and he played amazing. They need him to keep playing amazing because he's really all they got. No Henry. Offensive line's been banged up. They lost their t- they lost their tight end and free agency last year. The Patriots and Julio Jones again another season where we're talking about him scoring touchdowns. I don't think he has a touchdown all season long. It's crazy, but that's where we're at. 
Miami plus three and a half, my second best bet of the day. Lock it in for me. All right, let's go. His one o'clock slate, man. I'm loving it. These are some good games. What's crazy coming up? We'll talk about these big spreads. I want to know what you think about these big spreads. So hit me up with the, my uh, Twitter handle is winning the letter P weekly, winning P weekly on Twitter. Again, Apple, Spotify, all those places you can check us out, especially YouTube. Like, subscribe, leave a comment on the video when you watch it because we're going to be talking about these games. The best part about this stuff, that's the reason why John and I started is we talk about these games anyway. We love it. Um, and I love this game because I think a lot of people are going to be on the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts minus seven and a half at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. I like the Raiders. I mean, the Colts have, I think, have one of the best defenses in the league. I think they have one of the best running backs in the league. But that quarterback position, Carson Wentz, and I don't think Carson Wentz is playing this week. So you have Sam Ellinger coming in, but even with Carson Wentz, he's such a wild card. You don't know what you're getting week in and week out with him. You don't know what you're getting play and play out with him. He's just such a wild card that I don't know if you can make a run if you're Indianapolis. They're looking at a wild card spot. They're one game back at Tennessee. I like the Raiders. I think the Raiders, you kind of know what you're getting. Derek Carr is going to throw the ball. Hunter Ruffo is going to catch the ball. Waller, probably not going to come back for the rest of the year, but that's okay because they can run. They can throw without him. And their defense has been doing just enough. Plus seven and a half points, I really do believe is too much. I can't go three best bets in a row, but I'm loving this one. Las Vegas, plus seven and a half. Let's lock that one in. Jacksonville, New England's up next. Whew. Talk about a spread. New England at home, minus 15 and a half. So many points. You know, we played New England twice this year. Grant, it was early in the year, but... You know, we weren't 15-point dogs against them. We just played Jacksonville last week, and we we won, but we won by less than a touchdown. You know, Jacksonville's worse than us, but they're not that much worse than the New York Jets. So why are they 15 points? They lost the running back. Let's talk about it. They lost the running back. The Jacksonville Jaguars did last, last week, first quarter of the game. James Robinson tears his Achilles. They don't have Travis Etienne, so they really don't have a backup running back. Trevor Lawrence had to throw. He threw a lot. I think he threw like 30, 40 times, had 200, 250 yards, but no touchdowns. He, he looked okay. But when you get one dimensional against New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, you don't have a chance. So I'm going with New England in this one minus 15 half. They need to win it to hold with uh, the Buffalo Bills. The records are tied, but because of tiebreakers, the Bills have the, the division. Um, both these teams, high spreads, Buffalo's 14 and a half, New England's 15 and a half. Um, but both these teams need to win. They need to win convincingly. They're both home. So I like them both. Give me New England in this one, minus 15 and a half. Another big spread, but I'm going with the underdog this time. Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking their game on the road. Tom Brady on the road to the New York Jets, the Meadowlands. It's played there a few times, won there a few times, lost there a few times. Against the New York Jets, New York Jets plus 13 and a half at home, coming off a win last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Granted, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't the Jaguars. They're a much better team. They won their division. They're tied for second place at 11 and four, uh, for the NFC, along with like the Rams and the Cowboys. One game back from the Bear, uh, the Packers for first place, but I just don't see it. They're so banged up and they're so hurt. Without Godwin, 
Mike Evans is hurt. I don't think he's going to play. Antonio Brown, who came back last week, is a limited participant in practice this week. They don't have a ton of pass catchers. I don't think Gronk's banged up. I don't know if he's going to be playing. If not, he's going to 100%. And their defense is really hurt. If you want to listen to a deep dive on the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Jets matchup, Alex and I did it on the Knicks, Jets, et cetera podcast. You can find that Apple, Spotify, or on YouTube. And uh, listen to all the breakdowns we went through. You know, you know, Chats are getting so many people back. That's the thing. The Jets had seven, ten guys out last week. We're getting a bunch of people back. We didn't have our coach last week. We were one. So, you know, I think we're. I think we found kind of what we're going to do for the last two weeks. We're going to run the ball a ton. We're going to play good defense. We're going to try to hold our team to under 20, 30 points, and we're going to try to put up twenty or thirty points. It's going to be a close game. So that's why I'm taking the Jets plus 13 and a half at home against our old nemesis, Tom Brady, and his Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 11-4. Continuing along with the one o'clock schedule. Whew, talk about divisional games. Philadelphia Eagles against the Washington football team. Washington at home plus three and a half. And I think a lot of people are going to be on Philadelphia. I think a lot of people are going to say, you know, Philadelphia's looked okay last few weeks. You know, they had the game um, with the mustache man himself throwing the ball. Hurts has come back. He's looked pretty good. Goddard's been really good all season. Defense has looked okay. And Washington just got exposed on Monday night or Sunday night for Sunday night football. Oh, my God. God, 50-something to 10 or whatever it was. I mean, it was absolute thrashing by Dallas against Washington last week. That's why I love Washington this week. Washington plus three and a half. I think they get it done. I think they're going to win outright. Um, But I'm just going to take them three and a half right here. I think they bounce back. Divisional game at home. Best medicine for a loss like that is to get out there and play again. So I think they're all looking forward to it. They're practicing hard all week. They're getting ready. Um, I like Washington to bounce back, bounce back spot here, plus three and a half. And that takes us to another bounce back spot for the Baltimore Ravens. But who's quarterbacking for them? Baltimore Ravens, eight and seven right now. They're another team that started out really hot that's kind of faded a little bit because of injuries. They've just had so many injuries throughout the season. It's been insane. I've never really seen it like this where it started in the preseason and it's continued all the way through. Baltimore Ravens, eight and seven, plus three and a half at home. Against the LA Rams, the number two seed in the NFC LA Rams, the division leading LA Rams. I mean, think about where they started. They kind of had an up and down season too. They kind of started out pretty hot and then in the middle of the season, they didn't look so good. And now they've gotten it really together in the last three or four weeks. Beat the Cardinals two weeks ago now, I believe, to take the division lead. So they're looking pretty good. That being said, if Lamar Jackson is back, He's had an ankle injury. He's missed the last two or three weeks. Huntley was hurt or had COVID last week. So um, Josh Johnson had to come in and fill in as emergency quarterback for them. So felt bad for them last week. LA Rams, though, they're fighting for their division. But so are Baltimore at eight and seven. You know, Cincinnati's nine, six or one game back. Give me Baltimore if Lamar Jackson plays. If Lamar Jackson plays, I like Baltimore plus three and a half at home. Yeah, that closes out the one o'clock window. I'm happy about it. I like it. I got some good underdogs in there. Got some heavy favorites. A good mix. Gotta gotta feel confident going into the, you know the second to last week here, week seventeen. 
And finally we get it. I've been talking about it all season long. Give us five games. Give us six games in this four o'clock window. We finally get five games in a four o'clock window. Now as the season kind of gets towards the end, we get a lot of Sunday games. Next week, I think it's all Sunday games. Um, no more Thursdays, no more Saturdays until the playoffs. This week we have a Monday night game. Next week we do not. So a lot of Sunday games. And four o'clock window kicks off with the Denver Broncos big divisional game against the LA Chargers. Chargers eight and seven at home minus five and a half against the Denver Broncos. I've liked the Broncos all year. It's been tough because, because of their quarterback, because of is it, you know, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, two totally different quarterbacks. And what's weird is that Drew Locke didn't look like Drew Locke last week. He was conservative. He, they were, it was a close game. But he wasn't slinging it like he normally does. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. They have a lot of pass catchers out there. You know, Noah Fan, I haven't heard his name in a year or two. He's out there. Tons of wide receivers now that everyone's healthy out there. So, you know, good running back. I like the Denver offense. If they had a real, real quarterback, I mean, they would be, they'd be something stellar. Defense is coming along too. I think their defense is a little bit younger. They got rid of Von Miller this year, but. You know, seven and eight against the Chargers. Chargers are so all over the place. I mean, how do you lose outright to the Houston Texans? I can't, you know, I don't know how you do it. But because of that, I think that they bounce back, man. I think that I think they, they get Eckler back. They bounce back. LA Chargers minus five and a half at home. You know, they're right in the, their hunt. They're see where they're at in the, the playoffs anyway, but I think they're right in the playoffs in the AFC. They're the nine seed right now at eight and seven. So are the Ravens are eight and seven. The Dolphins are the seven seed right now. Again, with the new playoffs, seven teams make the playoffs. So the Dolphins stumble this week against Tennessee, which is a possibility. Baltimore stumbles against the LA Rams this week, which is a possibility. The Chargers get their job done. Chargers are right there at the seven seed. It's crazy to think about because they're another one that's had it all. They've been all over the place. They, they held their own against the, the Kansas City Chiefs. It went to overtime, and then they lost outright to the Houston Texans. So, uh, you know, who knows with them? It's kind of crazy, but I like them this week. I think they bounce back. I, 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 you just can't lose three games that are off. They lose their games, obviously. Their season's over, but at this point, but it's just too, it's too much. Justin Herbert, I think, is too good. Eckler comes back. I think they get rolling. Give me the Chargers minus five and a half to kick off the four o'clock window. Another big spread this this week, the last big spread of the week. I'm surprised at how many there are, though. How many double-digit and, like, big double digits, 14, 13, 15, and now we have 12.5. San Francisco minus 12.5 against the Houston Texans. Jimmy G might not play. We're not sure right now. If he plays or if he doesn't play, I don't know how San Francisco is 12.5-point favorites against anyone, never mind the Houston Texans who just beat the Chargers last week. The four and eleven Houston Texans who are somehow kind of finding their identity in the post the Sean Watson world that we're living in with Davis Mills, Stanford standout. So, you know, they didn't have a first round pick last week last year. Um, I don't know if they used their first round pick this year on a quarterback because Davis Mills, he's looked okay in spots and they have absolutely they're devoid of talent at every spot on that roster. So, you know, what does he look like with a good team? He might be okay. Right now he looks okay. And with 12 and a half points, 
I think he's this is my one of my missing pick of the week. I don't understand it at all. I think San Francisco is a, you know, they try to be a defensive run the ball type of team. I think that makes for great backdoor covers, keeping the game close. Um, big time spreads, man. So 12 and a half points is a big spread. That's my one of my missing pick of the week, the Houston Texans. Granted, they're on the road, but they're on the road in San Francisco. This time of the year, you know, it's chilly, but it's not cold. Hopefully there's no wind. You know, I think they've looked okay. They have like three or four different running backs this year. It's crazy. But uh, I'm blanking on the who filled in last week, but someone filled in last week. He did 80-something yards. Old Patriot guy. I'm blanking on the guy now. But, you know, he looked good. So Houston, Texas, my one of my missing pick of the week. I forgot to mention the Jets at plus 13 and a half. Honestly, both these teams, these, this could be interchangeable. But the Jets at plus 13 and a half are my hold my nose pick of the week. Um, just hold your nose, take the Jets. Yes, it's Tampa Bay, but it's really Tom Brady. I think we come out and we show out. We keep it close. Again, both these games, we keep it close. We lose by 10. We're covering both the Jets and the Texans. I absolutely love it. All right, let's keep moving along to a 425 game. This this is up there. If the Arizona Cardinals can play well, this is up there for game of the week. Arizona Cardinals on the road, sitting at 10-5 and five in the NFC against the Dallas Cowboys, 11-4 and four at home after absolutely clowning the Washington football team last week. Back-to-back home games for Dallas. Arizona, who's been reeling. John and I, I can't wait to talk to John about Arizona next week because we had them to start the season, plus 600. They were looking great. Not even good. They were looking great to start the year. And boy, have they fallen off a cliff the last two months. I mean, it's been atrocious, especially last month. It's been terrible. So are they banged up? Yeah, but the excuse is just terrible game after terrible game. I mean, it's crazy. So plus five and a half, though, that's a lot of points. I think that they keep this one close. I think Dallas has a little bit of a debt letdown spot. They got the division locked up last week. I don't think there's a chance for them to win the first overall division looking at, you know, first uh, number one seed in the NFC for the bye week. If you look at the Green Bay, Green Bay's matchups over the next two weeks, um, I think Green Bay kind of coasts a little bit here. The only thing they can hope for is Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, and they kind of find themselves in a game. But I think Aaron Rodgers is going to keep playing, and I think Dallas might take their foot off the gas a little bit. Arizona, though, they cannot take their foot off the gas. L.A. Rams are ahead of them in the division. They're, they went from being in the division – and being close to being what the five seed, they locked in a playoff spot because of their hot start at 10, you know, now they're sitting at 10 to five, but they could drop to the seven seed if they, if they're not careful, um, based on tiebreakers. So, you know, they need to keep one in here. They, they're going to compete for the Rams, I think, for the division, depending on, you know, if the Rams have a game against Baltimore this week, Arizona plus five and a half, but I think it's too many points. Give me Arizona. Plus five and a half. And let's keep it moving to Carolina, New Orleans, because I do not know what to make of this game. This is my, I would never bet this game in a million years, but because we pick every game, pick of the week, give me Carolina plus seven and a half. I don't know what to say about this game. I absolutely hate Carolina. I absolutely hate New Orleans. I cannot get a read on New Orleans at all. Sometimes they're good. I mean, last week we knew they were going to be bad because they'd eat a book, but when they have their regular quarterback in there, 
Sometimes they're good. Sometimes their defense is amazing and they crush Tampa Bay Bucks and they shut them out. Other other weeks they're giving up 20, 30 points, you know, and not being able to score the ball. I just don't know. Carolina, though, I do know for a fact cannot throw a football. Cam Newton cannot throw for a football. Sam Darnold, they were like switching them in and out last week like it was a college game. I don't know what's going on in Carolina. What's his name? Honestly, I might be on a little bit of a hot seat down there, the coach. Uh, I'm kind of surprised only the second year there. I thought they were going to have a great year. Started out so hot. What a world. What a difference it makes. I mean, I, it's so crazy to think about where, where we started versus where we are now. And Carolina, I'll take them. Plus seven and a half. I think it's a divisional game. It's indoors. You know, I think they just keep it close. Nothing too crazy. A touchdown plus a hook. I like that. Give me Carolina plus seven and a half in a game I would never pick game of the week. A game that I would bet on, a game that I will be betting on, and I will be taking the money line on because I don't understand it. But I've already used my one of my missing pick of the week. So I'm going to have to use a best bet on this. Detroit plus six and a half against Seattle minus six and a half. Seattle's at home at five and 10. Detroit's two, 12 and one. Seattle sucks. They just absolutely stink. I've been saying it for months. I have to go back and listen to the first episode because I think I talked about it. I know I have a bet in on them as an under, an alternate under. Um, But I don't know if I said it on the podcast, so I'll have to go back and listen to that. But they stink. They just, I don't know, Russell's weird. Their defense is non-existent. Detroit's look good. Detroit fights. That's what I love about Detroit. They fight. They stink too, but they fight. So because of that, I like Detroit plus six and a half. That's my third and final best bet of the week. I also like a money line. I like them a lot because I just don't get six and a half points. Like what, like what are they, what is Las Vegas seeing that I'm not seeing? To me, it doesn't make any sense. Let me know what you're seeing because I can't figure it out. And let's get into the last two matchups of the night. Green Bay at home minus six and a half. Let's look real quick and see if this line has changed. So I think since I put this together to the time I recorded from this afternoon to this evening, we got word that Kirk Cousins is not playing. The line has moved. <clears throat> and rightfully so. So here, this is a good point because I think early in the week, there was a stuff, some stuff on Twitter about Kirk Cousins not playing because of an injury. He's now not playing because, because of COVID. Because he's not vaccinated, he's automatically ruled out. If you're vaccinated, I think he had a shot to play. But um, there was rumors, though, about him not playing. I think he's banged up at either. I think it's something with his hand, maybe. But either way, this line today, last night even, was six and a half. You could have got this under a touchdown. It's not 13 and a half. It's two touchdowns. And that's dependent on Aaron Rodgers playing and playing the whole game. What sucks and what's tough about gambling, especially with these guys that you have, you know, have a known injury like Aaron Rodgers, is he can come in and then he can get stepped on by someone in the first quarter and he's out. And you're locked in at minus 13 and a half. It's tough to do. Minnesota, I'm not too familiar. Let's give it a look. I'm not too familiar with who their backup is. Their team has been playing pretty good. They're getting Dalvin Cook back, who was out last week. But still, their their backup uh, running back there, I kind of like too. I, I take him in fantasy every year because Cook's always good for to miss a couple games. Um, so their defense, I think, has been looking pretty good. 
Sean Mannion. Oh, Kellen Mond. That'd be great to see him a little bit. But Sean Mannion, Oregon State. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But because we don't know, because we'll see, and because it's the quarterback, which is the most most important position in all of sports, I have to take Aaron Rodgers here. I have to take Green Bay. They've been doing good all season. I've been riding with them. I like them. I would have made it a best bet at minus six and a half. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take it at minus 13 and a half, though, uh, for my Sunday night pick. And let's get into the last and final pick here. Final pick is going to be Monday night. Monday night, Pittsburgh Steelers, the final home game for Big Ben against Cleveland. Pittsburgh plus three and a half. I think everyone's going to be on Pittsburgh. Let's give it a look at the percentages right now. Yeah, 62% of the money, 62% of the bets are on Pittsburgh. 97% of the money is on Pittsburgh. Give me Cleveland all day. They looked great last week, and they came up a little short against Green Bay. That was for the division. This is still for the division. The Chiefs are playing the Bengals. The Bengals lose, and the Ravens lose, and the Browns win. I think the Browns are tied with the Bengals then. And based off, you know, tiebreakers or whatever it might be, <clears throat> um, they could be in first place. This division's not over. It's one of the closest in football, if not the closest in football. <sighs> Give me Cleveland. Give me Cleveland on the road, minus three and a half. I think they have a shot at this. I like them. Um, yeah. Give me Cleveland Monday night to finish us out. Let's get into it real quick, though. Um, you know what? Let's recap. So let's recap the slate again. My best bets, Cincinnati plus five and a half at home. Miami plus three and a half on the road against Tennessee. And Detroit plus six and a half on the road in Seattle. Those are my best bets of the week. Again, running down the slate, Buffalo minus 14 against Atlanta. Chicago minus five and a half against the Giants. Cincinnati plus five and a half against Kansas City. Miami plus three and a half against Tennessee. Las Vegas plus seven and a half against Indy. New England minus 15 and a half against Jacksonville. The Jets plus 13 and a half against Tampa Bay. Washington plus three and a half against Philadelphia. Baltimore plus three and a half against the Rams. The Los Angeles Chargers minus five and a half against Denver. Houston plus 12 and a half against San Francisco. Arizona plus five and a half against Dallas. Carolina plus seven and a half against New Orleans. Detroit plus six and a half against Seattle. Green Bay minus 13 and a half against Minnesota. And finally, Monday night, Cleveland playing spoiler to Big Ben. Cleveland minus three and a half on the road in Pittsburgh. Those are my picks for the week. Let's close this out with, again, hold my nose pick of the week, New York Jets. Getting 13 and a half. Just hold your nose and take the Jets. My one of my missing pick of the week, Houston Texans plus 12 and a half. On the road against San Francisco. Like I said, I think Houston's look pretty good. I think they have a shot. And 12 and a half, I think, is just too many. My teasers. My tease myself teaser. I need to win one of these to go even on the year. We are at dire straits. This has to come through. So I put some time into this. I really locked in. I like this one. I like them all, obviously. I'm a gambler. But I really like this one. <clears throat> And, of course, I'm looking at it now, and Green Bay has changed. 
That's okay. We'll, we'll update it. So Chicago Bears. So what we're going to do is we're going to take four-teamer, and we're just going to knock down the points a little bit. It's going to be four and a half points instead of six points. And that juices up the money a little bit. So instead of, I think this was like a plus like 100 or 150, it's now plus 333 with a four-teamer at plus four and a half points. So we're going from Chicago Bears. We're knocking five and a half down to minus one. So they just have to win the game. Miami, plus three and a half. That moves to plus eight. So you're getting a touchdown with Miami on the road in Tennessee. The Chargers, minus six and a half down to two and a half. So from a touchdown to a field goal, Chargers at home against the Broncos just need to win by a field goal. And the Green Bay Packers were knocking down from 13 and a half to nine and a half. So instead of two touchdowns, you're just going to need a touchdown and a field goal. A little bit more manageable. Um, Green Bay Packers at home. I'm liking that. Four teams plus 333. Lock that in. Let's get into our Hail Marys. And boy, do I have a Hail Mary for you. Plus 4064 Again, a $100 bet wins you $4,064. And we are going to start off with the Bengals money line against Kansas City. Plus 176 Like I said when I was giving out the pick, I really do think that Cincinnati can win this game outright. Detroit Lions plus 245 uh, Again, I think these guys got this. I'm going to be taking this, obviously, the teaser or obviously the parlay. I'm also going to be taking these guys individually because... I think Detroit can get it done. Seattle has not impressed me. Detroit plus 245 is just, I think, incredible odds. Yeah, they're on the road, but they've looked okay. They have fight. That's what matters in the NFL. They fight. Baltimore Raven, again, if Lamar Jackson plays plus 180 against the Rams at home, Baltimore Ravens were beaten up on good teams in the beginning part of this season. Yes, they won some close games against some bad teams to start the season. Yes, they've lost a couple more guys to injury. But if Lamar Jackson plays... Mark Andrew, please. And they decide to kick the ball instead of go for touchdowns or two-point conversions. I like the Baltimore Ravens at home, plus 180. And finally, the Cleveland Browns, money line, minus 178 against the Pittsburgh Steelers Monday night. If you want to, you can hedge that out because at that point, you could, you know, you could hedge it out for $2,000 and lock in a couple, you know, a couple thousand bucks of winnings, or you can let it rock on Monday night. Either way. Bengals plus 176, Detroit Lions plus 245, Baltimore Ravens plus 180, and the Browns minus 178. All money line, $100 with you, 4064 All right, guys, this does it for me. Solo episode of Winning Picks Weekly, week 17 in the books. Again, like, follow, subscribe on YouTube. It helps us out tremendously. I'm on Twitter, winning the letter P weekly, winning P weekly. Or you can listen to us, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Alexa, really any, any place there's an audio you know, platform, we're there. And of course, follow John, follow Alex on Nick Jets, etc. I was on for a couple episodes this week, so shout out Alex. Thanks for having me on. It was great to talk about the Jets, recrapping our huge win against Jacksonville, previewing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up this week. Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of Winning Picks Weekly, week 17. We'll see you guys next week.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.